Tears from the East Island episode 38 and our last show of 2017 and uh, it's monthly madness Carol. Is it? Because it's only two of us. <laughs> we might have the odd guest popping in and out but uh, we are still sponsored by Cario Penny Hill, our fantastic sponsors and uh, they provide us with some lovely drinks. They have uh, in particular Franciscan Well is what I'm drinking this month. Carol's still going old school gangster on the boomers but well, yeah, so Franciscan Well, well uh, Franciscan Well, it's um, it's a nice cork ale. There's all sorts of flavors going on. This one I'm drinking right now has like a banana, clove, toffee flavor to it. It's uh, it's quite unique. So, uh, big shout out to them. They have a fantastic array of sets of beers of everything, all sorts of fantastic stuff, and uh, and a nice raspberry blonde ale here as well, Carl. It's uh, it's quite delicious. It's gorgeous. But uh, Carl's going to stick to the boomers. Even so. though I nearly died last month after <laughs> just a mason episode. At one stage. Carl, I think I fell asleep one stage on that podcast. Carl had his head down and he was just dead. He gave I, up. I was just gone. It was brilliant. Um, you, you, you what, Joe's a trooper. Yeah. Joe's had about four points in the pub beforehand and he necked it, I think, eight cans. I know, yeah. So you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Ah, you put us to shame, yeah. You had a bit of a lull in the middle. Oh, you were just nodding off it was there. that Russian stew. Was that Russian stew? If you're wondering why me and Joe's were talking so much at one stage, just because <laughs> Gar was just slipping away there. Yeah, so uh, once again, it's uh, Cario Penny Hill. Fantastic sponsors and really, really know their stuff as regards to beer. And uh, get down, check them out, and mention the podcast. And uh, another one is uh, this Flagman Ireland. Check out our brand new flag, Bleeding Deadly. Um, Maybe yeah. seeing it hanging up in Johnny Bills. Yeah, with our other one as well, our other Bulmers inspired one, and this one was a uh, this one was uh, Carl's brainchild, you could say, bit of both. But Carl came up the 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 concept of the the iPod wheel and the the Ultra, and it was pretty cool. So it's different, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's something different. Mm. And we were really really apprehensive about using an actual photo. Thought it might be tacky, mm. but I think it turned out really well. Although it was called um, Chintzy. Yeah. on Twitter <laughs> well I know that gentleman you're talking about he's not the most positive at times now chintzy and uh, he seemed to think that we didn't know what that meant but I just wanted his opinion that's what I do like I'd never mm. ever like um, I'd never criticise anyone for not liking a flag so I just wanted to know what he thought that's all it was what he mm. thought was garish about it or he, what he didn't like oh there so. is a lot going on but no, I think so. I, I'm, yeah. I'm really into it I think it's cool we said that's our sponsors out of the way and once again Carry Out Penny Hill and Flagman Ireland he does the best flag zone he actually does in fairness he's fantastic he does and, and if you're going to go for it I'd say get the get the extra standard cloth the better than standard cloth it's really thick it's good and uh, like I said the guy does fantastic work so contact us and uh, actually we'll give a quick plug to our, our social media platforms first of all it's uh, Twitter our Twitter is at Eastampod our Facebook is Riley Parsons our Instagram is Tales from the Eastand our Email is tales from the east and at gmail.com. I've still never used Instagram. Tales from I've the never insta yeah. what, what uh, is the term? 
uh, I don't know. IG, IG. But actually, I'm, I'm enjoying our IG antics as um, I've been putting up polls most days. And our most recent poll was who would you like Pat Flynn to bait most? Killian Brennan or Gavin Brennan and Killian Romtone? Really? Yeah, Killian Romtone. I thought Gavin might have taken that. I had some other ones, Lukey Bourne. Where is his preferred position? That center. was very close, wasn't it? It was very close. Very close. And the centre half it was it was give or take fifty two, forty eight percent. Centre half and left full, I think I think centre half notched it. I mean, no no left full did left full have uh, Pico Lopez, centre Vailer centre half. Uh, people prefer him as a centre back. Just a couple just just some funny stuff as well. I had uh, Bradzer's beard versus McPhail's beard. <laughs> McPhail. Won that one, I think it was 70 30. Should have had Greg Bodger enter the fray. <laughs> yeah, triple nah, threat beard. We wanted to give the other two a chance. That's just quite the beard. Plus, I met. Uh, did you did you see I met Greg Bodger there recently? I did. Yeah, it's a Wexford accent, very strange, isn't it? Looking very tanned, at all, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> very modest. Where are you talking to move on? Are you going to mention where we're recording? Yeah, it? it's a secret location, Carl. It's official. We are not in Johnny Blues, but we're still schlupping the cans. This is the first show we have ever recorded outside of Johnny Blues Bear. We are not in Johnny Blues right now. First show ever. We've interviewed people outside. We've done all sorts outside, but we have never recorded a show outside Johnny Blues. That's a secret location. We might have to record in James Cook's uh, Glenmalore Inn someday as well. Yeah, that was a. It's a great little spot, isn't it? I just started picturing where I put the the Yeti microphone <laughs> and all. Yeah, I was like, the there's, there's a good spot for it. And uh, I'm sure he'll provide the cigars and the whiskey because he's uh, he seems to have a fine stock. He's a beer aficionado. He certainly is, yeah. And his son's a listener as well, so we could have a, a grand old time. Right. So we have uh, what else have we got, Carl? We are we are officially workmates. Mm-hmm. A bit of work over the Christmas, and uh, I am officially bossing Carl around as much as I can. Well, I, I'm actually I managed to escape you because <laughs> you're managing in it with the platforms, and I work there from six thirty to ten, and that's exactly when I leave to go upstairs to coding. So I arrive and yeah. you're just gone. You're out the door. Yeah, I'm doing that coding. It's just, it's upstairs on the computers where you're telling the the letters where to go. So, for example, Dublin six, a picture of the letter comes up. And I type in 06 or France, I type in F A R N and the foreign key. And uh, very complicated stuff, <laughs> yeah. But uh, our, our Tales from the East and Spotify playlist is getting me through that. Oh, what a, yeah. do you know? What that's a fantastic show. I think um, Carl did all the work as regards to putting that together, and it's it's a fantastic place. It really genuinely is a good playlist. You sit and listen to it, it's not yeah. just. For Rovers fans, it's actually a good playlist in general. So. I actually made a new one today. Profs play- playlist. Profs playlist? Yeah. And it's, is it up on Spotify? Yeah, it's only about 20 on now. So if you're wondering what kind of stuff I like, oh, there you go, check, check it out. out. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely checking that one out. Yeah. This could bring me back to my childhood. A lot of influence from my dad. My dad likes... Uh, very bluesy. Old, blues old and rock. Soap and, is very yeah. bluesy. Yeah. But I was... As I say, I've been working mostly outside on the platforms where the trucks come in. Or I've been upstairs doing coding. But there was just one random night where I came in and they threw me on the tray conveyors. So this is where trays of envelopes come down on the conveyor belt. I pick them up, I put them in a cage. So I was there at half six. And I'd done it before last year. It can be relentless. Yeah, the, I'd done the Dublin ones before. And I could do the Dublin in my sleep. It's just one, three, five, seven, ten, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen. I know where all them are, no problem. But this time I was doing all like... Leinster, you know, me, the Drahada, oh, so whatever. You have to actually use your brain. I hadn't done it before, and the manager was just showing me how to do it. And just as I started there, 
a film crew came around. Oh, no way, when was this? This is just... This would have been one day before last. Didn't even know. Yeah, so a film crew came around. The prof is... And a camera came around... Exposure here. camera came around the conveyor belt and Sarah faced me. And I picked up a box and I hadn't a clue where to put this box. So I'm just there gaping with my mouth open, looking <laughs> at the signs. And this is the moment that was recorded. Apparently it's a documentary from Post. So you were now the poster boy. This is my contribution to the documentary. Me looking up in the air like a dub. Like not, the Angelus is being yeah, played. Not, like they could have recorded me out on the platforms where I have a swagger and I'm throwing bags around. I know everything. Know the story. No. They recorded me looking <laughs> clueless. That's what they got. Throwing the bags around with swagger. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, shout out to my bros on the platform. We got Murph, aka the dude, the aka Bad Santa. Bad Santa, <laughs> yeah. Frosty, I was calling. Him. Yeah, Bad Santa, he's quite funny. Yeah, got Cody, Ando, Dino, and Friday. Oh, his name is Friday. His name is Friday. He's oh. called Friday because he used to only ever drink on a Friday. Oh, that was a uh, that's original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, ran into John Valadi outside there last week. Big Johnny V. And I had barely spoken two hours from him at this point when I first met him. And he was just he was just walking with a pallet truck. And out of nowhere he just says I missed the prof on Thursdays, I do. Ah, Johnny V, yeah, he was a he would be um a neutral listener now, he wouldn't be Rovers. He told me he's a Shells fan. Yeah, poor guy. And he says he, he knows Joe's a long time. I think he says he knew his uncle as well. Ah the Mason. He's mates with him. Prolific. Yeah. They're prolific. Yeah, so um that's the on post chat. We've had a... Uh, We've been having the crack now. We actually haven't seen much of each other in fairness now. Hmm. I'm just so busy, Carl. Just can't get around to it, you know? I spend more time here than I do at home at the moment. <laughs> right, so we'll move on now. And we're going to uh, we're gonna talk about Alabama Rover. And uh, he has said that, You've been missed. I've been replaying the old editions to keep me ticking over. Says he's listened to the Pathfinder episode four times and Gary Shaw episode three times. And they still make him laugh. They do make they still make me laugh, in fairness. Because there's some hmm. crackers in the Pathfinder in particular. We're actually talked to Pathfinder quite a lot and he's just a funny guy I sent him a screenshot of uh, the poll for the Brennans and he says he's all about peace now which I doubt <laughs> pretty much and uh, I met him in Dunn's recently and I have to say he's got he's got techers he's got serious technique when it comes to the Fanta and the Coke I'll give him that what's he doing keep you up here or something ah oh, no it's just he has techers <laughs> keep you up with oranges or something yeah so um Someone else commented saying, great episode, Justin Mason's laugh and drumming was worth the download and no one. I have to listen back to that. I don't remember his drumming being hilarious, but his laugh is just, it's a bellow. It's it? contagious, isn't yeah. it? No, the drumming actually, I told Joe's uh, before we started, I said, when we put our point glasses down the table, it's actually very noisy. And he kind of laughed. I said, no, seriously, just, put, just putting <laughs> it down. It's so noisy, the microphone. So what do you do? He proceeds to slam his hands down on the table to emphasize every point he makes for four hours carl is the perfectionist here when it comes to sound so almost as bad as when dan fulham kicked the, te- the legs of the table for half an hour but at least he stopped yeah he's quite long though anyway so he can't help that and um, as we got we have rebecca dunn gives an update on her big russian hat it's gone but did she not find it no, she said it's gone. She lost it at the Player of the Year Awards. Yeah, she said she got a new one. She put up a post saying she got a new one or she found it. I don't know. Maybe she got a new one, yeah. yeah. So that was uh, Rebecca's 40 hat. She's heartbroken, she says. 
and we posted the results of our survey on a Facebook page and we had them read out at the end of the season special I would, we tried it anyway it was a there was a boisterous audience yeah we're, we're having a start of season special so I reckon uh, considering uh, the fixtures are out now we'll move on to that in a while we know mm. we got bows away but we're going to have a end of season special start of season special mind you it should be in Johnny Blues the weekend beforehand so well, maybe the 10th or 11th we'll still organise it we're sorting it out and, uh, will you have the golden ticket? But, yeah, um, just on the survey, uh, we've read your feedback. We've already kind of implemented a member last on the Just Amazing show. We uh, we had on this date. Yeah, I think we'll continue with that. I think so. Yeah. Obviously, our guests won't have always have a great memory as Joe's did. But um, we got a couple of fantastic sound bites as well. Mm-hmm. Prof has his own chant. So yeah. we have been going on about this off air for the whole season. What we could put at the stats? We say so. I'd say oh, here comes the stats. And we'd have something. We were thinking like some sort of money counter noise or something like that. But now we have the prof. Yeah. So it's going to be prof, 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 prof. <laughs> I think there was a Stato chant at one point as yeah, well. Yeah, there was. There was. There was Tales from the East End as well. We'll have to fit that one in somehow. I actually had a dream about the podcast the other night. <laughs> you never guess who we had on. <laughs> Rico. Rico. Damien Richardson on the podcast. He'd yeah. be great, Crack. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's that... Uh, we, we can get these guys eventually. I mean, We do have some interesting ex-players lined up. For, uh, as monthly madness guests for January, not Rico, no, but some extra hours players who are controversial guys who who, who, who like a drop, songs, loose lips, who they like li- a drop, they like a drop, yeah. And um, yeah, so we had a survey, and uh, we thank everybody for taking part in that. It was it was really helpful. Give us an idea where we stand. So uh, we thank everybody for that. We took the time out to do it. Well, it didn't take long. And our not our signs. We announced the sign of twenty-year-old defender Eden Boyle from Finn Harps for a fee, mm-hmm. reportedly of I think it was eight grand. And I remember when we beat these three two, when mm-hmm. uh, McCart ran the show, he was excellent. He was, was, yeah. He was really, really good. So uh, on the Ireland international, twenty years of age, Roy Fall. I mean, you have to be excited about that. And considering we've already seen him playing, he was good. Fair enough, it was only once or twice. So to some people, he was a, a bit of an unknown when he was announced, and that's fair enough. I mean, he was at Harps. He only played in Tala twice, but uh, I, he definitely stuck out that he night. Torn out like Kerry Gilbert. Yeah, <laughs> be very hard to do that. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so we're, I'm I'm happy enough. I mean, it's it remains to be seen if he'll be a success, but um, listen, we got to be positive about the guy. You know, it's nothing but positivity. It does suggest that the. Uh, if if he's a straight replacement for Simon Madden, that age was a factor. Because he's 20 and Madden was 30. True, and if you look back on our Hyundai challenge, where players were chipping balls into the back of Hyundai cars, he stepped up to the camera and he called himself a utility man. Hmm. So he doesn't mind playing in a couple of positions. Well, I asked him about that in the interview, which you'll, you'll hear in a moment. Uh, he, he can play right back, centre back, midfield. He says he actually prefers midfield. Prefers midfield? But uh, you, you find it tough to get in there with Bolger, Finn, and the other Bolger. I think so. I oh, know. In my mind, no chance. He's not getting in there at all. Uh, he's really full for me. So Brad's are said about him. He said, I've liked Eden for a long time. I think he brings a, a lot of qualities to us. He's very athletic, powerful, and he can use the ball. He's very comfortable on the ball because he's played in the field as well, and he has a lot of really good attributes. He's a good age, he's nourished on the 21 international, so he thinks he's a great fit for us. I believe we can help Eden's game get to the next level. Make him a top right back, centre back, or midfielder. <laughs> top right back, pick one, Brazzer, will you? 
Um, he can play three or four positions that I've known him for a number of years and he's impressed me every time I've seen him whether it's right back or central mid midfield we had him on trial a couple of years ago under Pat Fennell. Um back then I think we had too many players in those positions Eaton was obviously gone off and played a lot of games in the league since then when we spoke to him I just wanted him to come and sign for us and get playing he knows he can be a big player for the club in the coming years and he's really looking forward to it so uh, Carl you spoke to Eaton and Tala and uh, here's what he had to say Ethan, welcome to the club. Are you happy to be here? Yeah, very happy. Shamrock Rovers is a big club, so of course I'm, you know, delighted to sign and finally get it done. Uh, how's the move come about, and did it take much motivation to come to Tala? Um, the move came about just playing well, working hard, and I've obviously caught the eye of Stephen Bradley and the management team. And um, no, second part it didn't take much persuasion. You know, it's a big club and. Um, the thoughts of playing for Shamrock Rovers is, you know, quite quite a big thing. So I was more than happy to more than happy to join. Both our new signings this season so far are actually from Wexford. Our other one was Greg Bolger. Yeah, I know. I've, I've seen that. I mean, there must be something about the Wexford players, good players, I guess. Uh, you were actually on trial here before at the start of the 2016 season under Pat Fennan. Stephen Bradley was the academy coach at the time. Uh, what was the experience like and were you worried then that maybe your chance had passed you by? Um, it was a good experience. I really enjoyed training with the team. It gave me an insight to the way things worked on a full-time basis. Um, um, I was, I think, 19 or 18. I was younger. but No, I, I thought I, I'd done quite well. I wasn't too worried that my chance had passed, I didn't sign, um, I knew if I kept working hard, doing what I was doing, that I'd get, you know, I'd, I'd get full-time football somewhere, and I'm quite happy that it's Shamrock Rovers now. How much do you think you've grown as a player since that trial two years ago? Um, I think I've come on a lot, to be honest, I've spent two years in the Premier Division, so uh, it's a lot of experience for myself, and... You know, certain aspects of my game have been improved, still need to be improved, and I'm sure that will happen here. How much did you enjoy your two years at Harps? Um, I in, I've really enjoyed it. Now I made a lot of friends there, and a lot of personal goals come through for me. So um, no, I really enjoyed my stay, and you know, I'm I'm very thankful to Harps for having me. You became the first ever Finn Harris player to be called up to the Ireland under 21s. Uh, one cap, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no caps. No caps. I was on the bench, I didn't come on. Well, was it a proud moment anyway to be called up? Yeah, it was very proud. I mean, I've, not long ago I was with the 19s, and that was quite a big achievement for myself. So then to get called up to the 21s, then it was a big achievement. But I knew, you know, if I kept working hard, that that type of uh, achievement would come eventually so I'm, I'm happy it came last year and hopefully the same will come again this year How would you describe yourself as a player? Um, I'm quite athletic I'd say a lot of people would say um, yeah, athletic, versatile you know, I can I can do a job in a lot of places and just an all-round good player As you say, you're versatile you could probably play anywhere in the back four and midfield as well but do you have a favourite position? Yeah I've always said I like playing in midfield I know it's a lot of competition here but you know look I'm, I'm more than happy to do a job anywhere if they want me to play midfield I'll play there right back centre back wherever no problem I don't mind it's not an issue Has Stephen Bradley specifically talked to you about right back though? Um, not specifically but he's kind of said that a position in the back four maybe would be uh, more suited maybe and that's fine by me I have no problem 
picking a position, staying in a position for a year, and you know completely honing in on skills for that position and becoming the best player I can. I think he impressed Rovers fans in the game here in Tallow back in March when Harps pulled back from two 0 down to two all. What do you remember from that game? Um, yeah, I do. I remember I was right back for that game. Uh, we were two 0 down in the space of twenty minutes, I think. But yeah, like you said, we pulled it back in the second half, got it back to two two. Um, I thought I did okay. I'm happy that I impressed fans, so obviously they'll know who I am. I'm hoping anyway. Um, yeah, it was heartbreaking then at the end to lose it, uh, last minute goal, but that's football. You're looking forward now to playing for the home side in Tata for, for the Rovers fans. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. I can't wait to get into pre-season, you know, get fit, get strong, and uh, get myself a certain position and hold it down for the season, hopefully. Right, so that was uh, that was Boyle. And, um, confident young man. He is a confident young man. Uh, he's he he said he has no caps for the Ireland under twenty ones. If you notice, he's being called an Ireland under twenty one international. Yeah, it was a home based. Wasn't yeah, it? does that not count as a cap? I, I think it does. He That's played a cap. A cap's a cap. He played a home in the home base squad against the Irish amateur team. You put an Ireland jersey on, you yeah. play. That's a cap. Put it that way. I think so anyway. Maybe 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 if he's playing for balls, I'd be saying it wouldn't be a cap. So. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. Yeah, so that is Simon Madden's uh, pretty much his replacement, I think, which was a serious issue. Let's be honest, a lot of people went nuts about Simon Madden leaving, am I right? Some people still are. They're still going nuts. One fan even decided that he was going to follow whatever team he went to. So um, Simon Madden leaving was a big issue, but listen, he's a nice guy, football's football, players move on and we improve and we get better. That's the way I feel about it. Simon Madden, it was a good servant, played a lot of games, but whatever happened behind the scenes, we don't know. Maybe it was just a football decision. Maybe people, maybe maybe Brad's I just thought, don't like the guy anymore. Don't think he's good enough. Maybe I can do better. Maybe I see a better fullback, bring him in. It could be just it's one of those things, you know. I don't think we'll ever get to the bottom of it, but it could be it's just football related. I don't know if we used the word on the last show, but it was, it was ruthless. It was, and, and that's, I think that's the streak we kind of need, you know. A ruthless streak, and if it, if it works out, it'll be a stroke of genius, you know? From the first minute of the game at Damien Park, he will be compared to Simon Madden. Very true. If he doesn't track back, if he doesn't get attackers in. And in fairness... Unfairly so, I suppose, but he, need, he needs three, four months at least before we start even it's the judging same, him. Do you know what? It's the same situation that we were in at the start of last season where people are looking for Brad's head within two months. Within a month, I think, some people are looking for his head... You cannot judge this guy after two or three games, and that's the, that's why he might fall. He might fall into that area where people might start judging him after the, that amount of time, which is crazy. You can't mm. expect instant success from a twenty-year-old who's just joined. This is obviously mm. a three or four-year investment in the player. He's twenty years old. We're obviously looking at him to stay in Tala for a while. Yeah, it has to be long term. Has to be long term. So, um, yeah. So that was that. Son man, and he's son man with the Pats. We got that from their website, and he was up. Holding the scarf in front of the pomegranate, painting and the mural. Carl, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, just go on. Are you sure, Carl? No, you don't know. You have to go on green. Yeah, just carry on there. It's like like a like a lot of Rovers fans. Carl isn't upset. Carl's upset here. I've got. I'm gonna have to get the barf bucket out. But um, right. So St. Pat's are pleased to announce the signing of Simon Madden. Ahead of 2018 SSC Artistic League season. So, Defender Madden, 29, joined the Saints, having spent six seasons at Shamrock Rovers, over two spells, 
with the defender having also played at Darlington, Dundalk, Derry City and Leeds United in his career. Feeling alright there, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> Simon Madden will be playing a junior football at Richmond Park next season and so will James doing it. And uh, three more players have re-signed. We have Lukey Bourne, Kevin Horgan and Sam Bone. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy enough with that. Three, three good players. Um, so Lukey can defend his questions from the East End Trophy next season. He certainly can. And, uh, yeah, so Kevin Horgan and Sam Bone. And Sean Heaney in the Evening Herald said that he's looking for a new club and wants to stay in the Premier Division. He is on that list, isn't he? And he was training with that PFOI team, so is Darren Mean. Yeah, Heaney said that as soon as Bradley wanted to send him out on loan, he knew it wasn't going to happen for him at Roberts. Oh, so like he didn't he didn't get the vibe that he was a prospect and he was coming out to better himself. Mm. He was getting the vibe that he was being slowly inched out of the club. Yeah, and he wasn't kept on at Waterford. But he reckons that the Premier Division still is level, so he's on the lookout for a club. Yeah, I mean, good lad as well, nice fella. He, I, I'm not a big fan of him football-wise, to be honest. I thought he, uh, there was a lot of mistakes in him. Well, he was pairing with Rob Cornwall the last time we saw him. So somebody maybe that wasn't fair. If, if he was yeah. paired with uh, Lopez or Grace, maybe we'd, we'd, we'd be raving about him. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, somebody somebody mentioned on the Electricity Banter page that he was one of the most underrated defenders in the league. Cornwall. This is Rob Cornwall. Mm-hmm. He's shocking. He's terrible. <laughs> Uh, a bit of disappointing news as well. We have uh, Dundalk signing Ronan Murray. He's a player that me and Carol have been admiring all season. Good player. I wonder how they just signed him so that Cork can't have him. It, it, do you know what? There's games. Games. These games go on. Uh, that probably happened. They probably thought, you know what, let's get him in. Obviously, they want to better their own squad, but there's, there's mind games going on. They signed him after Hoban, though. I mean, they're obviously looking at. They knew McMillan wasn't sticking around, so they they said it was, that's Hoban was the direct replacement, mm. and you've got Murray who can. It was more of a ten to be honest. I think he's more play. He plays more in the hole, but uh, they're looking strong. Dundalk are looking strong. I'm calling it now, right? Murray won't start more than six times in the league. Yeah, do you next reckon season. so? You're calling it. That's if mm-hmm. Hoban stays fit. But listen, they've signed. They've signed a lot of players. They're looking good, and it could be just a. I I don't think Cork are going to be that strong. So, I mean, look look how they struggled towards the end of last season without a goal scorer, and they haven't replaced him. Who they got in? They got two rifles. They got Horgan. They got Adebayo Roll in the points. Well, McNamee, that was a great signing. Yeah, McNamee is a fantastic signing, but I mean, he's not an out and out goal scorer. Uh, they still they still have to replace Maguire, which they haven't done. I guarantee you, they were after Murray. Yeah, oh, they were. We don't do, of course. But um. And every year on Twitter, I run a poll for. The best name in the League of Ireland. And obviously BJ Banda constantly wins these poll, polls Banda. to the point where I have to banish him from the poll so that someone else can win. But Derry have just signed someone called Jamie Dean Cantona McDonough. Cantona. Yep. What a name. This chap is a shoe-in to win this Jamie poll. Jamie Dean Cantona. Oh, do you know what? I, I think when, whenever... Who, who signed him? Derry. He's Derry. a Northern so Ireland under 21 international. Derry, I think we should do... Live commentary just so if he scores, I can go cancel that. obviously tells Shandon, Ooh, I can't deny. Yeah, ah, whatever, do. Fantastic stuff. So his family are obviously Reds, fucking Man United fans. So uh, just on the Joe's episode, we set a new record here three hours, 38 minutes. Yeah, and it could have been longer. And do you know what? It was quite fluid as well because there wasn't much editing. Uh, it was, well, apart from me falling asleep, half fist. Yeah. And uh, you nearly dying at the end. 
the alcohol poisoning. It reminds me when me and you used to play the PlayStation and we play uh, ISIS Pro. Oh, and then your Pro. player, you'd be running and on the halfway line, the player would just stop <laughs> with the ball dead. And I'd look over you and you'd be nodding off. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. what was that? The, the, the Bulmer six-pack days. Yeah. West Coast Cooler. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Uh, I'd be surprised if anyone listened to it in one go because it's over three and a half hours. Yeah, tough enough to find three hours a straight run, isn't it? Most people said they broke it up, which is fair enough. And uh, your Ireland rant went down very well, Gary. Yeah, you know, I love a good rant, Carl, you know me. It, uh, all true, all very true. Come yeah. on, we know it is. And just one correction, we accidentally put the Dubliner pub on this of Oh yeah, Steve, Steve yeah. the Techno Viking, we apologise. Many apologies to... Techno Viking Steve. It was actually the Drunken Rabbit. Yeah, the in Drunken Iceland. Rabbit. Yeah, so the Drunken Rabbit is uh, is on the list of hatred, not the Dubliner from Reykjavik. And speaking of the list of hatred, Gar, remember Mister Fergal Karen? Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Fergal Karen's the uh, mm-hmm. the scourge of of Tala. Got, you got the boot. Yeah, and well, I don't know why, but I mean, maybe you could say karma is a bitch, but. Yeah, this guy had been uh, publicly slating some of our volunteers on Twitter. So um, he was—I think he's officially on our list of hatred, is he? He was, yeah. Who placed him on that? Wasn't the? No, we did. We did, wasn't? It? Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that's him. He's—he got the boo from Dundalk. It wasn't one of the the forty people that <laughs> added someone in the end of season. Do we just keep it going, or do we start fresh for the new season? I keep it going, I suppose. I have to keep going. The Greg Bulger one, the question mark has to be put beside that. I know. Yeah, we're gonna have to bring him in and and get him to prove his worth. <laughs> yeah, so we'll move on now. And we have um, yeah. So Patrick McLean has officially joined Oldham. Not sure if there was a fee involved. I think he was just running out a contract. But um, what's that? League two, Carl. League League one. I, I think it's one. I didn't actually check. But is Owen Doyle with them at the moment? I think they have a bit of an Irish contingent. Anyway, we didn't do our homework on this, but he is. Uh, it also is officially gone. Um, so uh, is, is it a good move I'm not too sure he could probably play at a higher level but um, yeah, he's gone abroad and then uh, we had the Dundalk US takeover Carl well it's still in process isn't it but uh, a lot of people kind of legitimate company as well I mean they've, they've a proven track record of doing well with clubs and, and sports so people talking about you know warning signs they're comparing it to Arcaga with Cork look how that turned out I mean, but there's the, only one reason they want to take him over is to turn a profit. It's the mm. only reason. That's. I mean, they're not doing it for the good of the club. They're not doing it because they're fans. It's to turn a profit. Apparently, it's this crowd is what they do is they buy small stakes in several clubs. And they have a stake in and Rome. That's, that's what they've done. But obviously, Europe is going to be a big part of it. They're going to want Dundalk to repeat their Europa League run or something like that. But ah, it's all about profits. They're looking at yeah. the. They're looking at the costs that it takes to run that club and then they're looking at the profit they could make from being in the Europa League and they're thinking this is huge we could definitely have a piece of that pie well, I put the question up on Twitter a few months back is there any example of a foreign investment that was a success in the League of Ireland and I can't think of one yeah no one, anybody respond if anybody can mm-hmm. take one please get on to us and what else we got Carl we have uh, St. Pat's have signed Kevin Toner the ironically um, named Toner. Yeah, uh, the profile pic didn't do him any favours. <laughs> Fat tits Toner, as I've coined him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, uh, my take on this is that, no, I'm going to guess he was training with us because he was linked with us forced. I reckon Darren Dillon got a hold of him and had a look at him, assessed him and thought he was quite behind because he does look like he's a bit overweight and he's not fit. And that's just my take on it. 
nothing concrete there at all but I think that he mightn't be fit enough for Rovers to take a chance on him he'd be behind whereas Pat's kind of seemed to be that type of club where they'll invest in a player like that look at Key Tracy he was at least two and a half stone three stone overweight when they took him on had potential mm. couple of Ireland caps well Jordy Bulk left uh, yeah. today as well so straight replacement for him yeah, I suppose FC Lienden that's actually the bottom league in Holland that he's going to the rock bottom league so mm. I don't know if it's a step up or a step down. Well, I had a quick look through Robert's chat today. People losing their minds over it. Just because we were, quote-unquote, in for him. People were thinking, losing their shit over our, our transfer targets, missing them. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... It's still early days, not even Christmas. Yeah. Do you remember, like, five days after the season ended, someone put up a post saying that we had no ambition... Ob- instead of ambition. Ambition. Like, yeah, well, that just sums it up, doesn't it? I mean, come on, five days... And people are, are trying to are trying to slay the club already. So I think the moderators in Robert's show are having to delete a lot of threads because half of them are just, what's going on? Where <laughs> are the players and all this? Where the pitchforks and, and the but, torches. But remember, we're keeping things quiet. Look how we've done the contracts for the players we we have now. We've we've been very quiet. It's not been in the mm. papers. A couple of sneaky rumours as well going around that uh, come January we're going to have a couple of uh, announcements. So um, And also look how late Graham Burke signed. Last yeah. season, that yeah. wasn't until February. Yeah, so the UK signings, they're not going to be done in December, really. No, at this side of Christmas, I wouldn't expect much to go down. I'd say January, we're going to have a, 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 a nice two or three announced at the one time. The green jumpers will be out <laughs> and everybody will be happy. Once again, we're calling for the club to stock those green jumpers. We all want to look like brads are and we're going to grow beards. Justin Mason certainly doesn't want the member. He said, please stop. But <laughs> yeah. Just on the, the Madden and Duna. Grow a beard and buy a green jumper. Just on the Madden and Duna signings, uh, you thought it was interesting the way they did their video interviews. Yeah, I I don't know if I thought it was lazy or they just didn't have the personnel to kind of step up and actually do a physical interview. I, I just, I just like, I wasn't a fan of it to be honest now. Um, Duna's a local, isn't he? D8 local. Yeah, he's from around the way, so. Uh, maybe, I mean, the whole Duna situation talking about potential and things like that but let's be honest I mean every every person that we asked as regards to worst trainer that was doing it and now at least intelligent that hasn't got anything to do with it but they, they said he was the least intelligent as well but he's, he, apparently he's a bad trainer and a bad attitude least intelligent what are you talking about they got 10 out of 10 <laughs> that's what we're talking about so um, we have supposedly he's a bad trainer but listen he's gone we move on and fair enough he did a couple of goals off the bench but other than that I think he's easily replaced and I wouldn't lose too much sleep about and Madden as well I think I mean I'm happy enough with Boyle coming in and and being a replacement there yeah so people are losing their minds over the the lack of signings and our lost targets so uh, we're going to sum up the the feeling on the the Rovers chat nowadays hordes of panicky people seem to be evacuating the town for some unknown reason professor without knowing precisely what the danger is would you say it's time for our viewers to Crack each other's heads open and feast on the goo inside? Yes, I would, Ken. Um, what else? We have other news with departures from Rose. Ryan Connolly left and he joined Galway. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much of a loss, in my opinion. That's, that's a, an incredible signing for it a really first is, division yeah. club. I think Galway are going to romp that league. I think they'll do really well. They've managed to hold on to a good couple of players. Not lost many. I think they lost Ronan Murray. They have lost one or two more. They lost Hollihan. Hollihan went to Waterford as well. So it's it's not much they're, they're holding on to players so I think they'll go straight back up especially with him he'll be very good in the 4th Division Connolly just didn't work out for him nice guy 
Well, everyone has a, ch- has a chance of going up. Like half the league have a chance of being in the playoffs. Yeah, it's crazy. It's um, it's uh, it's going to be a very interesting fourth division. Uh, what else we got? We got Webby. Dave Webster going to Waterford back and reuniting with Nutsy. Nutsy who signed them at mm. Rovers. And yeah. um, there wasn't much of a uh, fuss when he left. Some people thought he could have been a good squad player. A good servant and a good player. But uh, ultimately, I think he might have been on a high wage and not going to be playing much first team football. So a decision was made to let him go. And we're going to probably have a younger guy coming in playing that role, the big part role where he could fill in for injuries, not start that many games. So it, it makes sense. We can start bringing through the youth there. So ultimately, I'd say uh, it was a good move. Um, In other news as well, other League of Ireland news, we have uh, Tim Clancy, former Rovers player. Now that was eyebrow raising. Yeah. What is he? Thirty three or something? Yeah. One the there's a drugs fan in the job, and uh, I I actually salute them on this because I think it's it's uh, quite a shrewd move. They're not going for the League of Ireland merry-go-round. They're they're picking a young, hungry manager. I mean, I think he's just the same age as Brad's are. He spent half a season with us, didn't he? Yeah, he, he wasn't great, in fairness. He never seemed to be that fit. Then he went to Sligo. Bit of a barler. But he's a young guy, and he's got Dave Robertson in with him. So I think he was playing for Sligo under Dave Robertson. So it's it's it, listen, mm. it's it's new and it's fresh, and hopefully uh, Drogs can can and can push on and, and do something with him. You know, it's good to see them get away from the merry-go-round. Uh, what else we got other news we've uh, good news coming out of Dalyman Park we've another royal wedding to celebrate Yeah, I think yep. they'll be opening up the bar and the, the British Union Jack will be everywhere <laughs> displayed they're uh, such a multicultural club aren't they uh, and in other news Rovers news we have uh, a sad event it was a lifelong Rovers fan Paddy Waters has passed away two weeks ago Paddy ran Morelli's chip shop on Thomas Street and had many great photographic displays of hoops teams in action in the shop for all to see and have a chat about Rovers so he'll be fondly remembered by many long term hoops so our condolences to the Waters family yeah reading the comments on Facebook people fondly remembered Paddy and, and the, his chip shop like and the, the memorabilia had of Rovers so yeah he'll be sadly missed and then we had another uh, pressing issue, Carl. We had our kit launch. And I have to say, this is the most unpopular kit I've ever witnessed in all my time following Rovers. I actually don't think it's that bad. I think people are overreacting. It's I, not It's not disgraceful and awful and disgusting. Like, people, like Vile was mentioned. Disgusting. I it's still haven't seen bad. it in person, so I want to reserve opinion. The kit is nice on. The kit is nice as a whole, but I don't... Mm. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, people are fucking shredding it. They're really going to town on it. I thought Kenny B put it best. He said if it released a bin bag, you would have worn it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's Kenny B. There right. was comparisons drawn to the match winner one. Do you remember the purple one? Loved it. 1993. 93 and 94. Loved it. The kind of tie-dye. The, the, the hippie one. Groovy yeah. hippie one, yeah. I don't think it's like that. I think... Uh, there's a lot do you know what I think it would have been nicer if there was a lot there's a lot more white than green in it isn't that's there? what I was about to say uh, it was it was Kaner on Twitter said that's a lovely white away jersey when the, when's the home one coming yeah. out I thought that was funny it is very white it is white I think a lot more green would have been would have been a better choice though yeah. I'd love to know the designers I mean I think there might be a template there with New Balance and they just mm. float the template around whatever clubs they have sponsored and just deal with the club and say okay here's the template go for this ultimately it could have been picked by our by our lads and a team from New Balance but you never know we don't know the ins and outs of it I'm sure listen it's green and white hoops the majority of us will end up wearing it and, and like someone mentioned when we win the league wearing it it'd be the best jersey ever yeah and uh, Walter Walper got us two cents in gear Walter Walper yeah. there's what another a name this jersey is another failure of Bradley's apparently 
Oh, so it's Bradley's fault the jersey's <laughs> shy. Okay. Did you see Connor O'Sullivan winding up LOI transfers? Brilliant. That was the. Do you know what? That looked like a kit out of UCFL. I think we had something like that for Glamour Rovers. He was trying to bait, uh, <laughs> like Joe.ie and someone like that. They didn't buy. They, they didn't buy. Did that guy did? He did. Yeah. A sneak peek of Rovers. <laughs> yeah. New kit looked awful. I think he told me he was sheriff or something. Was that? Oh man! Yeah, no, it's terrible. Terrible yeah. looking. And what else we got? We got more club news now. We have the Rovers Ultras forum has been down for about a week, but it's back. And lads, remember this is a fantastic. Uh, forum it's it's a really good it's the original meeting place online for Rovers fans and I mean sometimes you'd have like 40 pages after a game if we were rubbish or if we were good there would be another 40 page and I was really really was back in the day I still know people by their by their forum name and, mm-hmm. and that alone at times in, in the East End and Tallis Stadium so definitely don't don't give up on the forum it's a, it's a, it's a really good outlet for information and it's old school so I think we should uh, try and bring that back Get more people to go back and, and discuss and chat on that. The the rise of Facebook has affected it big time, hasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It, I don't know if it'll ever come back to the way it was. Probably not. But I'd like to see some well-known hoops kind of jump in now and then. Kind of get it back to life again. Yeah, and um, we'd like to wish 16-year-old Owen Mason from Kildare Hoops a very speedy recovery. And Owen is bravely fighting a recent diagnosis of testicular cancer. And we're delighted to hear that Owen is recovering well from surgery and he wanted to make uh, this news public to all Rovers family in hope of promoting awareness of men's health of men's health so see you back at Tala Stadium soon Owen and uh, we got a private message off uh, Wacker O'Toole and Wacker wanted to promote this and listen we're all for those causes if anybody ever has a cause that they need to promote or anything like that or raise awareness or funds or anything like that we're all for doing that so speedy recovery to Owen and uh, like I said we'll see you in the East Stand in February and the Echo Sports Club Development Award 2017 went to Rovers as well. I think Shane Robinson picked that up, Carl, did he? Mm-hmm. He looked delighted. Um, no, he didn't. He just had a straight <laughs> face. He's like, give me my trophy. <laughs> I have to go. Uh, the 15s are keeping busy. A couple of friendlies at Roadstone. So Duffer has them on their toes. Yeah. Rightly so as well. And the Rovers under 12s, they were in Finland at the start of the month. I saw that. Did they travel with uh, our, one of our previous guests Polly O'Brien I think he was involved was he yeah McPhail they went to Sammy, Hippie's, anyway. Sammy Hippie's Academy was it I think it was yeah. I think it was Sammy Hippie's Academy so um, geez, is that right Finland I think it's right and yeah so it was Polly O'Brien he travelled with McPhail and a uh, nice little jolly there wasn't it <laughs> yeah you gotta love those uh, work trips so what else have we got what other news have we got here Carl? we have uh, the work on the Third stand in Tala is to commence in January. Now, let's hope this doesn't turn into a daily mount debacle yeah. and gets delayed any further. Um, some images were circulating. Looks fantastic. Looks great. What, what it will look like. And it's scheduled to be completed in the summer. So it, uh, it'll add another 2,195 seats. So uh, that'll be pretty cool. That'll make it a UEFA Category 4 stadium. So what matches can we stage there? Qualifiers, maybe like... I'm just on a rebel red here. I'm on a, I'm, I have, This is carry out. Don't don't forget carry out sponsor us here. That, that was an imaginary can. <laughs> Carl's drinking bummers. I'm slugging some oatmeal uh, stout here. It's quite lumpy. It's a bit. It's a bit of a strange one. So uh, category four, prof. Where where will that uh, bring us? What what games can we host then? Well, that's what you need to host playoff games in the Champions League. That's right. The level. So yeah. uh, and any game. 
in the group stage of the Europa League. Ah, so our Belgrade, famous Belgrade game mm. could have been hosted there. Because remember when we played in 2011, we had to put in that temporary stand. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's definitely uh, positive news coming on the development of Tala Stadium. And there was uh, some great interviews with Enda Stevens in the Irish Times and the Independent. He's played for three League of Ireland clubs now, Carl, UCD, Pats, and then Rovers in that order. And he's played uh, and six in England. Six yeah. clubs. A lot of them on loan. Wow. Yeah. But he's found, his, he's found a home. He did very well at Portsmouth. And um, he's played in all four divisions in England. That's a great stat. Is that your stat? No. And uh, he, I remember, I think, I might think his debut, he got roasted by Valencia against United. It was his home league debut against Man United. Yeah, Valencia absolutely yeah. tore him to shreds. And I think that was under the Scottish... I think it's Lambert. Lambert, Lambert yeah. yeah. So uh, he's enjoyed relegation and enjoyed promotion. And he said, we got into the Europa League group stage and that was tough because we didn't win a game and we'd worked so hard to get there. But the achievement was just getting there alone. Going to White Hart Lane, taking the lead. And he said, that's an experience. So I was facing Ruben Kazan, Obafimi Martins. Uh, in Dublin against Spurs, Harry Kane scored his first goal for them. So it shows it was a stepping stone and... Uh, yeah, he, really fond memories he's still at the moment if it was to pick up best rovers 11 considering how long I'm following the club and the Stevens will be left full definitely yeah, yeah. he'd be definitely well yeah he slot in there it was a very honest reflection on his move to Villa he said it was a big step up and he wasn't ready for it he didn't realise that he wasn't ready for it yeah he was knocking around and like you said um, he, he did really well at Portsmouth as well and Cookie he was under uh, uh, Cookie there wasn't he yeah also He's talking about the group stages there. Just before they started, his sister Elaine passed away. It was mentioned in the article. So, a really tough time for him. He got he, he was given a few weeks off by the club. I didn't know that. But, um, but yeah, he might get back to the Premier League now with Sheffield United. They're flying high. Ironically, they're level on points with Villa as we record this. So, And I think he was playing left wing as well. He's playing forward up the pitch. But uh, he was one of those fullbacks that liked to slalom instead of kind of dribble. Where he would like have these long pacey runs and he would just know he would direct the ball in a certain way and he just managed to keep a hold of it he wasn't like a dribbler he was like a slalom skiing fullback if if you you know what I mean but um, yeah so uh, we'll move on to our our uh, this could be a big trip Carl this could be Isle of Man part 2 <laughs> it's uh, Rovers will play a pre-season tournament in Portugal three games over 10 days in the Atlantic Cup and potential opponents are Hammerby who we have a big link with so it could be a big love in and North Cupping from Sweden and Aros from Denmark and Jablonek from Czech Republic. Sound like Tomer. I'm yeah. gonna give yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chinese club Beijing Guan. So uh, actually, the groups were announced today, and uh, we're we, we're in we the same group as Hammerby. Yeah. But apparently, we're not going to play them because we only played two games. Doesn't make sense at all. So we're in there with TBC, as everyone knows, massive club TBC. TBC, TBC. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever comes in at the last yeah. minute. So, Glenn Malore Rovers might be able to get in. So our, our Tales from the East End gone to this one, Gary. It will be Tales from the Erg- Algarve. Tales from the Algarve. Well, Hurricane Tommy is gone, so I don't think I want to get in the way of that. <laughs> There's a good few booked, so it's it's definitely going to be a good piss-up. I mean, any excuse for the for, for the lads to go away, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so the fixture list was published on Tuesday, and we are kicking off our way to Bowles. What a way to start the season, Carl. Yep. What a way to start the season. Tickets are going to be a big problem here. There'll be, be a mad, there'll be a mad scramble for tickets. If you remember last season, I waited in dock. I actually found it difficult to get that ticket. I know, it was crazy. So members in season ticket holders, and it's and when's the last time you saw volunteers and people involved with the club say, 
lads, this is probably just going to be members and season ticket holders only. Which is a great incentive actually to get that season ticket because clearly that will be a priority. Or become a member, which we mm. actually spoke about on the Rovers chat in the last day or two. And uh, I was asking about memories and when you before became a member, when you were, um, how long you're a member and just stories like that and uh, how beneficial it is to the club to actually become a member. The amount of money that is put into the club every month mm. from from fans and I I just think it's a I think it's a, it's a really really good idea to to keep this thing going and like you get the you get a season ticket you get a car power pass you get priority on tickets and it's you're part of something you feel like you're part of something you know something bigger but um yeah no that's uh the the members drive I think we should drive to get more members in really mm-hmm. considering we're pushing with the bar. And we're we're pushing on with a lot of things, so it would uh, it would make sense to kind of push on with the membership. As I say, it's certainly beneficial for that opening game and and access to the bar and so on. You get you get that. Uh, Barney says he has half of Donna Bay onto him for tickets for this match. <laughs> yeah, he runs a bus, doesn't he? Yeah, so a um, bit of a premonition by me actually, because if you know a stat went up on Twitter a week beforehand saying that we hadn't played balls in opening day since two thousand five. 2005 and what was it so I, 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 I was it was away one all Lee Feeney scored Lee Feeney so yeah I, I had a strong hunch that we would get that ball was away fixture for some reason I genuinely thought it was a hoax I didn't think it was legitimate because it came out came two hours early it was leaked in the morning on their own website our own the own electricity league website only in Ireland so Lukey Bourne he tweeted, uh, what a way to start the season. Preparations well underway already. Now, our lads have been in the gym since the 5th of December, I understand. So, they're all getting stuck in and getting built up. Now, I don't think there's any ball work going on, but still, listen, they're, they're in pre-season from very early. So, once the balls get out, they'll be flying. And Trevor Clark is loving it as well. He tweeted about it, but uh, he's suspended for this one. Yeah, disgusted when I heard about that. But that stupid rule again that you bring in from previous suspensions into the next season. Oh, I can't. Can't stand stand that rule. Mutual hatred for that rule. Absolutely crazy, isn't it? I'd say he's even more disgusted considering that arrow that he darted in. Yeah. When he cut inside and absolutely buried it in front of the Des Kelly. So um, and Joe wasn't there. He was doing his, his marriage lessons, was it? Yeah, he was doing his, mar- his marriage lessons. <laughs> yeah, how to become married. <laughs> <laughs> you're not forgiven, Jules. You're not forgiven. Uh, yeah, so that's the... Um, did you go through the fixture list? Did you have a look at it? Well, well the first thing that caught my, my eye was uh, Monster March. Three mm. trips, Limerick, Cork and Waterford. Monster all, March. All in that month. I noticed their last six games are quite tough as well. Yeah, ends with Sligo away. Yeah. Last time we ended with Sligo away, it was quite super, enjoyable. Super twiggy. Yeah. With that physics-defying goal. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's really good to get the fixtures out and mm. I guess they're putting, putting in for days off and work now. That's the main thing now. Get the Fridays off. I know when the fixtures came out, people were half expecting to see Galway there instead of Bray Wanderers. Maybe a lot of people are sceptical that Bray will be in the Premier Division because they've no manager they've got five contracted players yep. and didn't Keith Buckley put out a tweet directed at Bray saying it's a joke that mm. we don't know when we're training we don't know what's going on we don't know if we have a contract I mean it's crazy to think that a player is going to tweet that at their own club and say here's what's going on and apparently they're selling merchandise out of the shop as well so you can go in and actually get your, your Bray gear for, for your kids or whatever if you want for Christmas but the, the players don't even know if they're going to have a team Next year or a license or anything like that, so it's it's scandalous what's going on. Did I read someone say Connor Kenna is caretaker manager? 
I didn't hear that. Now, I, Harry, Harry Kenny is officially gone, isn't he? Yeah. So he's back up with the FAI and, and uh, doing that course in Clondalk, and I think, but I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Are they actively looking for a mm. manager? Is Conor Kenny the caretaker? We wouldn't even know. So The format of the league, that had been confirmed a couple of weeks earlier. As we know, it, we're playing each other four times a season, so 36 games in total, and no league split. Thank God. Can you imagine if we had a repeat of that early 90s bollocks? The league split, what was that? Explain that it's to like us. It's like as it's done in Scotland. So you play each other, whatever, 22 times, and then you're only playing whatever half you finished in. So if you finish in the top six, you're only playing the top five t- the nah, other five it's, teams it's just just drop that shit altogether remember we mentioned on the Jules show like you could finish below a team despite getting more points than them in you know, the end that type of thing I can't stand and we had a chat with uh, that was in that stupid Conroy report league split the moment I saw that I thought oh you absolute <laughs> moron you know nothing one of the lads one of the good Rovers fans Sean O'Connor Sean O'Connor wasn't he yeah. forwarded us on uh, some of his ideas on how to improve mm. the league it was a great read it's the one year anniversary of the infamous League of Ireland brand report. Yeah, so Sean wanted, loved to, this. wanted to do his own. It was really good. It had some really good points. It and was probably going to get him on eventually and to have a chat about it because it's really interesting. But he was in favour of the Europa League playoff, which I yeah. despise because, I mean, like you said, let's say we finish, well, let's say Tour and Ford have a playoff. Mm. We could finish with 50 points. They could have Tour de so what makes I mean that just doesn't make sense at all so you have to play no. the team below you who finished 12 points below you and you have to have a playoff to get into Europe it would drive me insane there so, were things in that that you and I completely disagreed with Sean on but a lot of these are just opinions you know some fans might like a Europa League playoff but you and I really don't want it no way absolutely not what's interesting is that the for five first division clubs so the, the winners and the bottom four their season ends on September 22nd Right, so the winners and the bottom four, yeah. September 22nd, over. Because the rest would be involved in playoffs. Right. So say one of them got to the FAI Cup final. Okay. They won't have a game they, for They would long? have no football match for 35 days. 35 days? Yeah. So that's the new structure. That's the way it works. But the wackiness is the, the promotion playoffs themselves. If you finish fourth or third or whatever, you have to go through six legs of playoffs. To get to get promoted, right? So let's say let's say you're a Galway, and you finish second. So you have to play the team in third. Mm-hmm. So that's two games, and then, then the to go up, second, you have to play. So you, so you're Galway. You're finishing second. Yeah. So you're playing for the right to fi- to face who came second, then you play them, and then you play who they finished bottom th- second bottom in the Premier Division. So third and fourth are fighting it out against they have to play two games home and away to play the team that came second yep. in the fourth division and then the winner of that goes on to play the team that came second bottom mm-hmm. so you six games to get up six games what, what's going on with the FAI seriously how, how can they put this out and think that was good yeah this is a great idea this this is good yeah we earned our money coming up with this like what is going on? You get you get a lot of panic merchants about that first division. They're like, oh well, what if one team runs away with it and then we have nothing to play for? I mean, most most divisions have like twenty teams, have sixteen teams. This has eight. If you're yeah. worried about competitiveness, competitiveness in an eight-team league, then just scrap the league. Yeah, because there's no hope. I mean, this smacks of jobs for the boys 
in the FAI and someone that's alienated from the league and doesn't even go and has no idea what it's like and structures are just alien to them. It really does smack at that, doesn't it? Mm. Considering, I mean, it just doesn't make sense at what they're doing. And this is going to change again. Well, let's predict it now. When's this going to change again? This format won't stick around. So what are we saying? Two years? Well, what do we have last time for the 10-team league? They brought in 2009 and then they kept it in 10 and 11. So it only lasted three seasons last time. On mm. average, when they make changes, it lasts three seasons. I mean, is there any other league in the world that the structure changes so often? No. There's no way. I mean, it's just, we need a coup. A bloody coup in the FAI. And just clear it from top to bottom. And have some good lads in there. But listen, I mean, this these high levels of... Um, just a point Brian Kerr is king. Just get Brian in. Yeah, Brian, you pick who you want underneath you mm. and let's go from there. And have him do a radio interview every week. Every single week and still be a pundit. Yeah. And still do all that stuff. <laughs> I, I think he, he's quote, he, was, he said Shakiri, uh, Jordan Shakiri was, um, looked like he'd be jumping in the back of a white van going to a game <laughs> yeah. Sunday football. That was brilliant. He's class, man. He's top class. Yeah. And he knows his football, like we said before, we're fans of him and he, he is a good lad but, and he knows his football, so... Um, right what else we got we've um, uh, our first home game is Dundalk and it's going to be a tough one because I thought they've strengthened very well they've got Ronan Murray they've got Pat Holman back and this is something I think Cork are going to struggle with because Cork have not replaced Shawnee Maguire they've got Barry McNamee who has goals in him but he hasn't got Sean Maguire goals in him he, they've got two rifles they've got Horgan and Adeboyo Rowling, um, they haven't replaced Sean McGuire, and that's going to be a big problem for them. Whereas I think Dundalk have made the better signings, but Murray, uh, they've signed Jarvis from Derry. I mean, th- with those signings alone, they they've strengthened very well in the areas they need to strengthen. They haven't lost; they've lost a goal scorer fair enough, but they've gotten Holman in, and he's proven at this level. So, I I reckon it's just a, a chink in Dundalk's armor last year, and as people might disagree, they might think I'm. I'm crazy, but I, I think Dundalk are going to win the next season. That's being honest. I think they're we, favourites. Yeah. yeah, I think we might. I think we'll do better than we did last year. But I think if anyone's to look past Dundalk, they'd be crazy. Very interested to see our points on the board after two games, after away to balls and home to the title. Yeah, favorites. should we make predictions now? Absolutely not. You hate this, don't you? <laughs> I'm gonna no. We'll predict. We'll. We'll. I tell you what. We'll have. Uh, well, why don't we answer our own questions on? Um, the, we have we're gonna have a start of season special. Now we'll we'll wait for the start of season special, but we will have some questions like uh, prediction on where we'll finish, prediction on player of the year, things like that. We'll have that yeah. closer to the time. That'd be pretty cool. But um, it it is a really tough start to the season. Away to Bowes is extremely tough. Uh, they're gonna be up for it. We know that. And home to Dundalk, they're gonna have a big squad. Hmm. Um, and you were saying Keith Long made a great point. Keith Long made a great point as he said that the home game against Rovers isn't beneficial to them because they were going to get a bumper crowd anyway which is really true because mm. first game of the season really they should have, they would have wanted like home to Bray or whatever yeah they would have got a bump. no they wouldn't have had a bumper away crowd but they're going to fill it themselves anyway the first home mm. game of the season um, it's it, it was a good point from him I think someone else made it on the Rovers chat as well but uh, like I said it's it's going to be a massive game I think they, they signed Ryan Swan off UCD uh, mm-hmm. recently I'm not sure if they still have Fud Sule there I think his dad Derek Swan he played for them in the 90s yeah I'm not sure if Sule is signed back uh, they lost Akinati. They, they, they're, they're, we know what we're going to get them they're going to be physical they're going to play long balls and they're going to be in our faces that's what they're going to that's the way they're going to play that's the way balls play when it comes to us they don't try and play football they try and 
Pressos high and batteros, but I, I honestly think we can do them out there. I just think we have that extra bit of quality, even with the team at the moment the way it is. I mean, if you're looking at it, we're going to start. If you're going to predict a, fi- a fully fit starting eleven, you're going to have Tomer and go. He's going to start. We know that. We're not going to get a new goalkeeper in. He has uh, apparently he commands a big wage, so Tomer is is there for next season. Let's say Trev is suspended for this one, but if we did have a fully fit team, be Trev left full, uh, Ethan Boyle Roy full. You'd have Pico and. Lee centre half ideally for me I'd have Bulger Bulger and Finn in the middle Mm -hmm. but if you're going to have those three lads in the middle of the park you're going to sacrifice a number 10 and you're going to have two wide guys so you could have Brando and Bourke out wide but if you're going to have three midfielders like Bulger Bulger and Finn you're going to have to sacrifice your number 10 in the middle just behind Shaw so if you were to take one of those midfielders out and put Bork in that number 10 position, Carol, who would you take out between Greg Bulger, Aaron Bulger and Finn? I suppose... It, this I, is to I, put Bork in behind the 10 and we haven't... Maybe we'll sign a left winger, but... I'd reluctantly take out Aaron Bulger then. Yeah. Just because the game that's in and he's a little bit young. You have to assume experience. Greg Bulger is going to start every game because that's why we bought him for his experience yeah. alongside Finn. Definitely think so. We I want them to dominate midfield, dominate put the Bork league. Put Bork in, in, in behind Shaw or O'Connor. I think Shaw will start but like I said I think left wing I think I'd love to sign a left winger and keep Trev at left full likes of Ogbené someone with pace and power I'm all about pace and power in the teams that, that sound uh, like Alan Hansen <laughs> yeah that's fuck off <laughs> no but I do love pace and power on the wings and it it's effective and look at Ogbené he's uh, he was on trial at Chelsea at one stage under 23s he's on trial all over the place at the moment so I don't think he'll, he'll stick around in League of Ireland but um, no, I would like to see us bring in a winger. A lot of people are saying this striker issue, Carl. Do you think it's unfair on Shazi, considering he's the player of the year? Absolutely, it is, yeah. Because when you think about it, right, this is an issue that we're talking about. Everybody is saying we need a striker, we need a striker, we need a goal scorer. If you bring in a striker, right, we're, we play one up top. That is not changing. Mm-hmm. If we bring in a striker, what does that say for O'Connor? Now, Boyd is out of the picture at the moment, let's be honest. He's probably either going to leave or go on loan. He won't start and he probably won't come on much. So we're talking. We've got if Shaw doesn't start, you've got O'Connor starting, which I'm happy with. So I think that bringing in a striker is a bigger chance than giving O'Connor a shot, a starting. Because let's say you bring in I don't know Christy Fagan, he mightn't he mightn't hit the ground running. Whereas what's yeah. how is it a bigger risk to put in Michael O'Connor? We don't even know what he's like. Absolutely. Burnley wanted him. He's a great player. If you're going to give someone a shot instead of bringing in a random striker that we're taking a chance on anyway, take a chance on Mikey O'Connor. He's a good player. It's absolutely a bigger risk to sign Christy Fagan. But as I hinted in the last show, I think Mike O'Connor is capable of being like a new signing next season. As in, he's taken, he's capable of taking the league by storm. Really do believe in that as well, yeah. I think so. He's got all the attributes we need. I mean, he's a good finisher. He gets in behind while he's strong, holds up the ball. I think he can play well in, with two up front. But I think he would need a reason to be played. I think maybe if Shaw got injured for a couple of games, yeah. then Mikey got a run. Say he started scoring then. He might keep his place in the team. Whereas, first game of the season, I want Shaw up front. Yeah, we do. I mean, we, we do want Daddy Cool up front. I mean, he's the man. So, But what we, we if we do want our striker, our main t- striker up top, to score more goals, we need more out of our wing players. We need more out of Brando. What wing players? You know, we need we need more of Brando. We need more of whoever's going to be on the left wing. I still think we're going to sign. Trev. We're going to sign a winger. Yeah, we we really should sign a winger. If like Trev Trev hinted, at, uh, uh, he's going to play left full quite a lot, which is mm. I prefer to see him there. But if, if Trev is left full and Darren Meenan has left, and Brandon Mealy is not really a winger. No, 
there you go. That's what I'm talking about. So if if we are gonna our our wide players need to chip in a little bit more and create more chances. Same with our fullbacks as well. They need to start getting up there and creating chances and working well with our wingers for our striker to score more goals. It's it, he's gonna be isolated up front if that's not the case. Especially our number ten. They need to form a good partnership as well. So hopefully Bork no warden if his injury is 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 getting better. He's getting worse. So. Uh, hopefully he'll be he like I said that's like you said before he'll be like a new signing as well. Hmm. So I'm really I'm I'm not I'm I'm happy with the squad that we have but we could make a couple of tweaks here and there. Yeah, so that's the the first um so that's a, a bit of a squad update anyway. I mean we've had rumors left right and center. There's nothing really at the moment. It's been a slow week, hasn't it? Rumors wise there's been nothing really happening. Hmm. We're talking about uh so Toner, we didn't get Toner. Like I said he he looks quite a little bit out of shape. Pats have signed them. Pats have, have pulled a few quid from nowhere. But when you think about it, they did. They lost Bourne. They lost Bulk, and they lost somebody else. And I got a text this morning saying that Forrester had signed for Pats, <laughs> which is nuts. There's no way he go back. I mean, he's he. If he is homesick, I don't think he'd even go back to Pats, would he? I doubt it. I, I, I doubt it as well. Um, yeah, there was a great Freudian slip from Extra Time.ie when they tweeted about the fixture release. They called it the Atrocity League, <laughs> which is brilliant. What well, a rare instance where autocorrect actually tells you something. Yeah. Might even be accurate. The Atrocity League, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we love this one from uh, Dublin Derby Facts. Uh, rumours a new team will enter the League of Ireland next season and will be dampened by Cork City. Uh, who confirmed they'd be sticking with the current club for now <laughs> the zombie club that is Cork City um, yeah so uh, I don't think we have much more to talk about Carl have you got anything you want to raise it's been a sh- it's been a quiet one we thought we'd just throw this out there for the fans just before Christmas to keep you happy on Christmas day well we promised one last show in 2017 so here it is well you're full of port and Guinness and whatever yeah. else We're hope that plan you get to- from Carry out and Penny Hill plan is to have posted this on Friday morning it gives you time to listen before you have your turkey and your ham and everything a few sherries and sit down yeah. and watch Die Hard and whatever other Christmas film there is that's literally the most important film to watch at Christmas <laughs> just Die Hard you don't watch Die Hard at Christmas you're dead to me yeah but uh, it's been an enjoyable <clears throat> year it's I have to say Carl this has been the most fascinating year following Rovers for us as regards to experiences and being involved and everything like that it's been a pleasure well, with the, the two, podcast it's been a great 2017 the two sort of came together in that we did the podcast and then we started going to more away games more than ever before purely because, because we wanted to be involved and, and have a real eye on the match And yeah like we we were building up these games away to Galway and Saig or whatever and then the, the Friday would come round and be like well I have to go now yeah <laughs> yeah we have talk. to go yeah. like, and like I said yeah. I'm, I'm putting in my leave our, our leave month the calendar year runs March to March so I'm going to struggle and I think I think it might be May to May so I've no leave left at all so uh, I hope my HR department are listening to this just watch those Europa League dates now. yeah oh, definitely yeah, those are parked off already that's that's uh, one of but the most important fixtures of the year just to say it again the response that fans have given us to this podcast over Mind the blown. last year it's blown our minds it really has it's unreal the the things they've said to us that it's part of the their weekly fan experience that, that means a lot to them it's amazing to hear that and it's and, and, and the thing is as well um, this this is something that we genuinely love doing and like as we speak now like our secret location you, you just laugh we actually hadn't got time to go to Johnny Blue so we took all the gear and we've recorded it on 
it's like guerrilla warfare this is we're going from room to room recording where we think is quiet the show is actually recorded in three attempts yeah it's split up over a couple yeah. of sessions on our break so in case one of us sounded more tired than we did in the first 15 minutes or something yeah so you might hear me being sprightly in yeah. the first half hour if I'm if I'm flagging in the next it's because it's it's probably four in the morning but uh, like I said we are very very grateful for everything that has uh, come our way all the praise and listen keep an eye on our Instagram Tales from the East End Royley Parsons Facebook that's coming up soon sorry it's coming up soon that's that's how you can get at us and tell us from the east and gmail.com at east and pod any other way you want to contact us please do and give us more praise because we love it <laughs> and uh keep an eye out for our monthly now monthly madness next on january and then we will have a start of season special so look out for your willy wonka golden ticket and you come to johnny blues for a session that will be sponsored and full of free drink yeah so we hope everyone has a good christmas a hoopy christmas and you've spent all your money in the club store for all of your hoop, happy hoopers at home. And uh, we know the junior hoops got to meet Santa and tell us what they're all say. Rovers Megastar is open late on Thursday and Friday till 8pm for some last minute shopping. Yeah, you can buy that pink hat that Trev was wearing. I have to say the bobble hats are pretty cool. I'll be getting a couple yeah. of them because they're, they're, they're the biz. I like those. Or you can pick some uh, pick up some vanishing spray. Yeah. As you've seen the referees use. I've seen Kenny B. Kenny B was over with his young lad and he... Uh, he, ha- he he gave a nice IRA all over the grass outside, <laughs> holding it down for the for the Glasgow Republicans. Yeah, my season ticket arrived just in time for Christmas, so their Christmas, as Katie Taylor would say. Yeah, going for their Christmas. Yeah, and uh, just some letters actually. I mentioned earlier that I was doing video coding. That a picture of the letter is taken in the machine, and like tell it where to go. You wouldn't believe how many letters we get where there's no address on it, and it'll just be like Mary. Yeah, people are very funny. Like, I mean, when they're sitting down and they're going to write an address in a letter, they'll say, okay, who am I writing this? It's Mary Nolan. Yeah, I'll write Mary Nolan down. Ah, that'll get there. Pop it in the box, Mary Nolan. As if there's not fucking 40,000 <laughs> Mary Nolans knocking around Dublin. I, you'd be crazy. I am genuinely off. interested in this. If anyone listens to this knows someone who goes up to a letterbox and just writes Mary on a letter and puts it in and thinks, like, that'll be grand. Ah, Mary will get that. That'll find Mary. And probably give out when they don't. If so you I'm are one of these that. people or you know one of these people, please get in touch because <laughs> I'm fascinated by what possesses you to do that. I heard one theory that they write out all their letters with addresses and they have their own sort of like family or maybe neighbours and then it gets mixed up and they throw it in. But that doesn't account for how many we get though. <laughs> yeah, Loads. It's getting a shitload. Yeah. So uh, yeah, happy Christmas to everyone and uh, hashtag eighteen and twenty eighteen. Hashtag eighteen, twenty eighteen. I yeah. like that. We all like, always have to come up with something. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, it's like we said, it's been a really good year. It's gonna keep coming. It's gonna keep getting better. And I might just might be coming out with a little bit of a YouTube channel. Tales from the East End TV. The challenges from the East End. Carl's going solo. Everyone, <laughs> going solo. Carl, Carl can be my wingman on you, this. You can get the girl with big tits. Tony, Tony, Aura said, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can you replace the prof with a girl with big tits? <laughs> uh, so listen, so that's it. Happy Christmas, everybody. And uh, keep on hooping. See ya.